0: episode of Dirt Church Radio, I would like to draw your attention to the Further Faster yearly mega sale, 57A Butchern Street, Sydenham, sale of the year on all things outdoor adventure starting Friday 19th of May. So samples and a line up to 50% off, 20% off full price montane, 20% off Full Price Sierra designs 20% off live venture and live systems and little life, 15% off dog adventure gear, 15% off nearly everything else. There are some exclusions, but 10% off pack rafts and paddles, and 30% off canoes. Recycled gear one of the best things about Further Faster is they do have a recycled um, section, they do upcycle things, it's up to 70% off. Go to furtherfaster.co.nz for details. We got something like, further faster there in Christchurch, Rocky is hairy and so is Badger, Jules is nice and Jacob is delicious, go to further faster now. Go oh, further faster there in Christchurch, Rocky is hairy and so is Badger, Jules is nice and Jacob is delicious, go further faster now. We begin today by acknowledging the Gundungurra people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we recorded this episode of Dirt Church Radio and we pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We acknowledge that Katoomba and the Blue Mountains always were, and always will be, Indigenous lands. Ditchitch. I've recorded in some scenic places. Okay. <laughs> oh, no! No, that even... Okay, so... Sorry, I lost it. That's okay, we're just going to keep... because. You know, it's 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 not a monologue. <laughs> we happen to be at Scenic World in Katoomba. We're sitting at a, a at a um, at a picnic table and I am here with Dave the Rave, Dave Stewart <laughs> right. and Ellie Pottinger. Um and and what we're gonna do is come together and uh run down again, excuse the pun, the highlights of the first day of the Ultra Trail Australia by UTMB Festival and it was the it was the 11k today so Ali I mean first off I mean you haven't been back for a while how was it coming back?
1: Oh so cool yeah UTA is really about the people, people that put the race on, the people that keep coming back and it was great to be back with them yeah.
0: There was a lot of love, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> should we say. There was a lot of love for, uh, you know, yourself and obviously Kerry. It, it, it's that kind of, that sense of people just seem to, to kind of lift the, the fact that you're back. I mean, how is it sort of, you, what am I trying to say here? Like, trying to not manage that, but you're going to need to kind of pace yourself over the four days. Eh? You're going to get all loved out
1: nah you never get loved <laughs> out nah I think it's nice just to you know like um, for having a hug with people that you like that you haven't seen for a long time and um, yeah to be back there with them and I'm there's acknowledging the challenge and adversity that we have to try and overcome to get here so but then you know that's part of it as well Is that we all have our little challenges in life and um, we also choose these challenges by doing crazy events like this one. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: Dave, what about you, mate? Oh, look, we're back after after not a long time and uh, in terms of we were here in October and here we are back in May and to see the smiles on people's faces, to see people... Uh, back ready to run in the in the mountains again was pretty damn spectacular. And everyone's excited to be here. There's a genuine, real buzz around the whole place. And seeing... I oh know I was actually going to point that out as well. Seeing people approach you, Ali, and seeing that and and how energised people were from that, that was certainly something at the beginning of the day which was pretty damn exciting.
0: Yes, it is that sense of the... Uh I just killed a bug. <laughs> he nailed oh, it, I really nailed it. <laughs> Sorry, is, is it endangered no. in Australia? <laughs> Everything is. <laughs> like the possum, it's yeah. different here. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't kill a possum here. <laughs> don't.
0: <laughs> but it, it does feel like, and I, you know, I'm the newbie here, right? Like we came over in October and now and it was at KCC Oval and now it's back at Scenic World. It does seem like people are just so stoked to be here and back here again and it sort of seems like it's back on more of a footing, eh?
1: Yeah. I mean, Scenic World's been such a huge part of the event and so to be back on Scenic World grounds again, it feels right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we... We had the, you know, the. it's always interesting, isn't it, when you're standing there with the mics in hand and, and you're just about to kind of go live for the first time over the four days,
2: you know, that's the first time you're going to speak into it. Any,
0: any nerves, Dave?
2: Oh, there's, there's always nerves. Um, there's nerves of, you know, how it's going to sound, how it's going to look. What's it going to, you know, what the weather's going to be? All of those kind of things. But today, the the weather absolutely was stunning. Yeah. Um, And we're all looking at each other, going, "How special!" I mean, it's a bit chilly here now. Um, but, yeah, once you start rolling into it, you get in a groove, we, we that's what I think the beauty of the three of us and Ben Berryman will be joining us tomorrow is we all bring our own attributes to this arena that we've created here at Scenic World. Um, and just on that, I, I think it's significant. After 15 years, this is our 15th year here uh, doing this, where we started in 2008. And it used to start over at the Fairmont Resort and now here we are back at Scenic World. So, yeah, it, I think... The energy comes from the athletes and the runners, and for me, that just makes it all the more easier. What about you, Ali?
1: I mean, you yeah, you get, I don't know, nervous, excited, anticipation. There's a real energy expenditure that you're pouring out this mm. energy, trying to, you know, make those moments even more special for people. And... You're aware of the role, right? Like, you want to do it justice. You want to do your best because this is something that people have trained for for such a long time and these are some of the best days that they'll ever have. These are their biggest achievements. Mm. So when you get to play a role in that, it's it's got some, I don't know, not pressure, but, you know, you, you've got that kind of feeling of I've got to do this justice for these people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, it's, Use the term I mean hold the space Gets used yeah. a lot now But that's what you're doing Isn't it You're managing And the outpouring of emotion That comes over And and, and we saw today Across you know There were 724 finishes um, Huge field for an 11k Huge field And seeing that Bell curve of emotion Some people Were in tears of happiness Some people were in tears Of, of, of rage I saw one young woman Come over And, and she was just Almost like she was she disassociated and she was just kind of this sort of guttural kind of <laughs> sobbing. She was just going bah, 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 like that, but with no I mean like, are you okay? And she just kept on making that noise. Other people, you know, clicking their heels versus, you know, the, the 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 gentleman that won who was just like came across the line and then was instantly like attentive and warm to everyone and yeah. like making sure his co-competitors were fine and stuck around and it, it's it, it is, isn't it? You sort of thrust into this thrust into this uh, almost like this kind of dialectic with a whole group of people it's, it is it's pretty it, it's exhausting hey you're exhausted Matt <laughs> I'm quite look I feel I mean and I'll, I'll be honest with you you know we were talking about who was going to you yeah. know break the break the tear the tear <laughs> sweepstakes and that was me because I wandered down while Dave was doing so my highlight of the day and I guess we'll get to that my highlight of the day was there were two people left you know, we're cracking on, Dave starting the, he's starting the presentations, yep. and I decide to wander on down the Furber Steps, I wander through Scenic World. I da- don't know
1: if you can call that a wander, Matt. Furber <laughs> stairs. <laughs> I didn't
0: get too far down them. Okay. I didn't get too far down them, and I heard them, and I came, across a, I came across a volley, and she's like, you know, I'm busting to go to the toilet. I was like, you go. She gave me a cowbell and then I was standing there with the iPad in one hand the mic in one hand and a cowbell in the middle of the bush in Australia (laughs) and I see these you know I see the sweeps come up and I'm shaking the cowbell I'm yelling and I'm looking at them and I'm like are they okay you know something's not okay with one of those human beings Mm -hmm. and both those women were suffering with multiple sclerosis you know and just they're special and they're special yeah you know yeah and that just, I feel exhausted after that, Also so privileged, but also like I got yeah. to, th- I got to be, like I got to be there for that, you know, and yeah. that finish, and they there was a, there was heaps of people when they came through. I thought that was.
2: We're getting heckled by the cost Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting heckled. heckled. The, the event Dave founder,
1: yeah. and the <laughs> David King Gundungurra man, um, were just shouting at us, distracting us.
0: You're just jealous. Big parts of the event. It Sounds is right yeah. that they interrupt Tom, us. Tom's <laughs> very good yeah. at distracting us. So, Dave, highlights for you?
2: Oh, look, I sort of touched on it a little bit before. I think it was just day one, the weather, the smiles on people's faces. I mean, there was it's that superhuman effort. Uh, of people putting it on the line for their first trail rent event ever, um, it's always good to see so many young guns on the start line. Uh, some of those guys that I've seen around in some other races around in the mountains uh, outside of UTA, to them to have them on the on the finish line, all hustling for you know the top podium positions. Uh, but then it's those special moments. Poppy, uh, one of the the special features of the of there today, she's dealing with her own health issues, but she's also raising, she raised $4,500 for a pug rescue. And she had, she had the QR code on the, on the back, and she was there with her dad, and it was a really special moment, and just little things like that. People that are doing this for other reasons.
0: Yeah, uh, that was incredible. And her dad had done like 14, he'd done 14 out of the 15 yeah, amazing, Ellie. What about you?
1: Oh, I think I'm similar to Dave. Actually, I think um, the the joy of the 11K is that it's quite a family event. You see, you know, yeah. mums and sons running, dads and sons, um, families all taking part. So, yeah, lots of lots of teens, and that's really exciting for the sport. Lots of locals as well. Lots of mountains people, which was awesome. Like just seeing, you know, like Blackheath, Glenbrook. Lura, like all the local place names coming up and going, fire out, this has really got a lot of locals running this event um, and doing super well as well. Yeah. <laughs> they really get that stair specificity in yeah. up here. Um, yeah, and and uh, one of the families, uh, i trying to remember their names now, the, was it the Boynes?
2: Boynes, yeah, they cleaned they up. Just yeah, they just
1: smoked up. everyone. They up. Um, so there must have been about five of them, and they must have all been on the podium. Um,
2: the kids and mum made the
3: yeah, stadiums, yeah, yeah, they were awesome,
1: so I think that was that was a real highlight, you know that this is a bit of a fun run, um the eleven k and seeing well, actually, it didn't look that fun though, for those
3: <laughs> kids
1: the teens, they spent super hard yeah,
0: there was there was a lot of nausea, there was a lot of nausea going on,, um, but yeah, I guess so that's it right we're we're kind of we gotta, we got to uh, not crack all our eggs. We are sitting at a picnic table outside in the Blue Mountains and there's not a shred of cloud in the sky, so the, the temperature is rapidly the dropping. Set. The sun is setting, so it's in the gloaming. Dust. And yeah, we should do this all again tomorrow. So there you have it. The Thursday was the 11k and then Friday was a very busy day where we had the 22k, which you'll hear about. I did the Elite live q a which is coming up and Ali did the women in trail live show um but what i'd like to bring you now is Ali and i sitting at the expo perhaps you know stalking lucy bartholomew and chatting about how day two went kick off and we're sitting here at the Katoomba oval and um the light is glinting through the trees and we're on Lucy Bartholomew's Selfie Watch. It's currently been 10 seconds and no one's come up to her and (laughs) asked for a selfie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with Ali Pottinger, day two of uh, UTA and this morning we had the pleasure of starting off the 22 kilometer race.
1: Yeah, 1,200 metres of elevation for 22 ks full of stairs and some technical trail, pretty pretty special
0: yeah it's it's grunty is 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 the word that 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 comes to mind and just the there were some people there was some hurting there was some hurting going on
1: at all ends of the field I'm sure
0: yeah yeah absolutely I mean we were we were there when the uh the the front runner came over and he surprised everyone in fact the the leader the the people with the the people with the top, that's just Lucy Bartholomew's just it's been a minute and someone's <laughs> hugging her. Um, but the winner came through came through so quickly that the, the team had, hadn't had time to get the tape out. Yeah. Pretty much. And, and, and there was a struggle for that. So and and all ends of the spectrum just crush people getting crushed by that cause.
1: Yeah, I mean, furb is always a good way to crush you at the end of the run. It doesn't matter how easy you take it, but when when you have 951 stairs to finish your run, it's pretty hard to not be crushed by that.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? I was talking to Ben Berryman, Barrow, um, Barrow. at Barrow, and he was saying that it's actually one of the more, gent- it's the gentlest way out of the valley.
1: Oh, I that's my probably my favourite set of stairs, to be honest, and it's still hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. What is it about... Um, what is it about Ferber that, that, that's so kind of ingrained in people's consciousness?
1: I guess it's just that it's the end of the ultra. So, you know, if you're finishing with 951 <laughs> steps for your final K of an ultra, Oof. or even of a trail run, it's going to hurt. Like, you know what it's like to have an uphill finish, but you yeah. make it a massive upsteer finish. That's it's pretty iconic.
0: Yeah, it is iconic, isn't it? And I guess you could hear—you'll be able to hear the PA. You'd yes, able, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They—they yeah. they can. They often will say, you know, like I can hear the voices, willy me up the stairs, um, sound of cowbells, and actually, like I've done Ferber at night, and you see the lights, and you think from the bottom of the floor, bottom of the valley floor, that it's stars, but it's actually the lights of scenic world.
0: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> the most scenic place to record a podcast ever. Um, how are you holding up? Big day? Good.
1: Yeah, big day, big day. But um I don't know, you get buoyed by all the energy, right? Like yeah. it's such positive energy that's being put out there into the onto the trails and into the start and the finish lines and it's hard to hard to be um, downtrodden by that.
0: No, you're right, yeah. it's hard to be grumpy at that level of kind of stoke, isn't yeah. it? And and, you know, our cousins from across the ditch, they certainly they know how to turn that up and, and really celebrate that moment. Hey, definitely. What are you What are you thinking for tomorrow? What's you Do you have any? If you're a predicting human, what would you What would you be thinking?
1: Uh, actually, my money's on Lucy for the hundred k.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, when it comes to racing, are uh, the the fifty and the twenty two are going to be quite juicy races. I think. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. And then, oh, uh, it's just going to be a big day. Like, well, a big couple of days because yeah. we finish on Sunday. We do. Just afternoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty amazing to kind of see these people toiling away and coming in in the wee small hours of the morning and the next day. Yeah.
0: It's that golden hour phenomenon, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. like it, I've been down Ferber at 3am and you see these people just kind of huddled under rock flat, rock edges and um, – I'm going. What are you guys doing? You know, like you've you've only got about 400 meters to go, and they're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, the, that um, when you're battling circadian rhythms, yeah, that gets you.
0: Absolutely. Tell me,
1: about <laughs> no, <laughs> you've got that. that to look forward to, Matt.
0: I've got that. To, I've got that look, to look forward to, and I mean, it, I feel so lucky to be. Um, being there for that time because I'm going to get to see all that kind of stuff and it's it's fun staying I, it's, you know I always like staying up late it's fun
1: it is yeah that's when you you know those are the moments of people's lives like that's some of the best achievements that they're going to have so yeah. it's cool to be part of it
0: Absolutely. And how, it, it just seems that people are, it was cool in October being here and, and everyone was around and, you know, there was that kind of vibe that we're kind of getting back on our feet, but the course had been changed and there was all that sort of, but it seems like it's well and truly back, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't here in October to talk to it, but I think probably, you know, like different courses and then now we're back to more of our original, original date. It probably just feels more like a true UTA again.
0: mm Well, I mean, that's the thing. This is my first one, so, but I can't wait. You're, you're, and you've got a busy evening. What are you? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. So, we're about to host the Women in Trail session, um, talking about how to kind of break down barriers for women in the longer distances. So, I'm talking to some really amazing women Lucy, obviously, needs no introduction, Jane Trumper, absolute legend of the trail scene, especially in Australia. And then Poppy Faye, who um, sustained birthing injuries, and she's running her first 50K. So it's going to be really fun to talk about that stuff. And I think we've come a long way as females and talking about women's health and things like that. So I'm super pumped to be able to host that panel. Uh, And then this evening, we've got the welcome and kind of information evening at 5.30, uh, which has got... Event founders speaking. It's got our race director. It's got the welcome to country from David King, um, and medical with Lucas Trahey So it's going to be really, really good. Yeah.
0: See, Sorry. that's all right. Life, life goes on. Um, cool. And then what's your what's your schedule looking like tomorrow? Oh,
1: big big day on the mic. Starting the races and then on the finish line. Yeah, looking forward to it. I can't wait. Actually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm excited. Um, my plan is to—I'm not going to. Well, at this stage, I'm not going to get up for the start, but I will get up and go have a run and get out on the course and sort of see if I can, you know, catch up and interact. And I'll take the podcast equipment out and have a ramble round. And so yeah. that's the plan at the moment. I'm, I'm wow. really, and then I'm back at six in the evening for the for the night train. So it's going to be good fun.
1: It will be good fun, and. Uh it's great to see you out running on these trails and enjoying them because they're really special, aren't they?
0: Oh, just so special. Like, yeah. it, and everyone's so special. But it, it, it is just like running yesterday with um, Dave and Devon and, and, you know, after I put this down, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my light in my pocket and go for a run. Um, it's just, it is truly special. Yeah. A truly wild country. Yeah.
1: Something to be experienced. There's something about it. I think, you know, like that Aboriginal culture and knowing that people yeah. have been traversing this land for
0: yep. it's the I age even know how long. thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands of years. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's that sort of it's the the age of it and the that that feeling that yeah, you're not the only people that are trespass uh <laughs> not trespassing but, you know, are using the space and it you know, always was, always will be indigenous land. Um just fantastic and I'd, I'd encourage anyone you know if, if you're planning a trip to you know you want to go to colorado or, or insert x destination here i'd say save your pennies and come to the blue mountains first it's
1: got to be experience it's
0: got to be experience yeah. yeah you won't regret it but look i can see microphones other microphones getting oh. and, and video cameras and, and and other and stools are being put out so i'll, I'll let you get after it and All right. enjoy your panel
1: thanks matt cheers
0: well, kia ora everyone. My name is Matt Raymond, and I am here stoked as to uh, begin the 2023 UTA Elite Q and A. So, as is the often the, the the go with these things, we've had someone who was supposed to be here still running the 22. He should be in a bit. Hopefully, he can make it up. We've had someone else pull out with sickness, but we've got a really amazing lineup of elite guests for you today. And first up, I'd like to welcome one of Australasia's best mountain athletes. He was third at UTMB in 2019, came second at CCC in 2021, and he was second last year at the UTA 100. He's back this year racing in the 50K. Please put your hands together for the great Scotty Hawker. Come on up, Scotty. Surely you can do better than that. It's not a game of golf. Now, Scotty's voice is pretty shot.
4: Uh, Yeah, pretty shot. It sounds right on the loudspeaker, though.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Look, I mean, for a while, I I, I don't want to be too controversial right out of the gate, but for a while you were going the way of like Crowded House, Far Lap, Pavlova, and you're pretty much a local here. (laughs) You've since moved back to Christchurch. What's it like being back here in Katoomba?
4: Yeah, I I was saying to Hannah yesterday, like, Cause I've been to this race so many times and cause I lived here for a couple of years and my daughter Senna was born here. There's always been a real strong connection to Katoomba and the Blue Mountains. Um, so yeah, coming back here naturally every time, it's just, um, it's just amazing. And especially when there's weather like this, it's definitely, um, adds to it. But, um, yeah, the Blue Mountains kind of have been and, and always will be pretty special.
0: And uh, yeah, the, the weather is amazing. Uh, I, I didn't think I'd feel warm here once this weekend. Yeah.
4: Yeah, well, um, I actually ended up going and buying a pair of shorts yesterday from Summit Gear just down the road because I literally didn't bring any shorts with me because I thought the weather forecast was sort of a bit colder. So, um, but, you know, it's nice to be yeah, nice and warm over here.
0: And look, as much as anyone over uh, the last three years, you've faced challenges uh, with cancelled events and, and everything like that and, and some health stuff. What's it been like Um having a good solid 12 months under your belt. You've had some amazing results. What are you most kind of looking forward to going forward?
4: Um, oh, I think just staying healthy is probably the, the most fun part. <laughs> I think for any runner, whether you're, you know, running for your job or running for fun or where it is, just, you know, the body feeling happy and enjoying your running and, you know, being able to lace up the shoes each day and get out there and do what you love, um, I think that's the biggest part of it. And that's kind of been, yeah, kind of my focus and, yeah, kind of why I've been doing it for more for a long time now, 10, 12 years. Um, and so, yeah, for me this year, just stay healthy and, um, yeah, race hard and enjoy some, you know, new races this year as well with some fun stuff coming up later on the year. So, yeah, really looking forward to it.
0: Anything in particular?
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got Western States um, at the end of June.
0: Just a fun race?
4: <laughs> yeah, just a fun run. Um, so, Western States at the end of June um, and then I'm actually running the Atacama stage race um, in South America at uh, the end of September. So, really looking forward to that one as well.
0: That, that's the driest place in the world, is not it? Atacama, is it?
4: Yeah, probably driest and hottest and craziest. But you yeah, know, it's um, you kind of been on the to do list for quite a while to do a stage race, and um, yeah, the opportunity came up to do one this year, so yeah, really looking forward to it.
0: Have you? And are you doing that solo? You, you're in a team, or obviously you're Vroom, but you got a partner?
4: and uh, no, so you're yeah, doing it solo. Um, so yeah, it's a racing the planet race, um, and so you're yeah, going to be going over there, and um, yeah, five day stage race, two hundred and fifty k, um, and so. Yeah, just something kind of random, kind of different, Um, and yeah, really looking forward to it. Actually, just a different sort of layout of racing.
0: What's what are you most looking forward to about tomorrow?
4: Um, Oh, running 50k instead of 100 is going to be nice. Um, No, I think for me, um, the focus of this first half of the year has been getting faster. Um, Traditionally, I guess, um, as you sort of mentioned the races before. um, I normally pick the more mountainous ones where you're getting hiking poles out and getting your hike on and, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas Western States, um, for those that know it and obviously you do as well, it's a very, very fast runnable course. Um and so for me, going into Western States, I just have to get faster. Um if I want to be, you know, bashing heads with the fast guys over there. Um, you know, I'm running against two fourteen ish marathoners probably faster. <laughs> um and I'm definitely not a two fourteen marathoner, but I do just need to get faster. So, um yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Um, you know, 50K for me with, I guess, 2,500 meters of climbing, Um, it's, yeah, we'll ho- definitely, hopefully, a sub-5-hour race, maybe close to 4.30. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to get the legs moving on a faster course and, um, yeah, see where I'm at with six weeks to go into Western States.
0: Six weeks to go, that's a, <laughs> that's a hell of a taper. Um, and, and tomorrow with that, I mean, six weeks to go to Western States, uh, you've got sort of, well, as long as I've known you, you've had one speed. Is it, is it full send tomorrow?
4: <laughs> it's always full send No, um obviously I I have been given strict instructions from my coach. Um I've actually got a pretty big week training next week. Um so as much as um I'm gonna be sending it tomorrow, it's gonna to be a um a sensible send. Um because yeah, I do have a big few weeks training. Um I've basically got my last sort of month, five weeks of training before Western States, so um, yeah, I just don't want to do anything tomorrow that might jeopardise um the last of the build up for Western States. Um but in saying that though, like I wanna go there tomorrow, yeah, run, run happy, have fun, run strong and feel good. So um, yeah, if the legs are there, I'll definitely give it a bit of a nudge. Coming back up to the Um, and you'll yeah, we'll see how we go.
0: Certainly, looking at the last two days, the 11 and the 22, it's it's a course of you know, the technicality, the steepness, the the challenge of the event can't be can't be understated. I mean, as well as being a you know an elite athlete, you're a, you're an accomplished coach. If there's anyone out here who's kind of quietly bricking it, you know first time or just first time in the Blue Mountains, do you have one piece of wisdom for them?
4: Yeah, don't send it. No, um, I think, like you said, and that's why I feel sort of, yes, I guess I have to be careful Someone's talking about courses and stuff. Like UTA compared to some other events is, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a dick, it's kind of runnable. But in saying that tomorrow, like I'm still going to be looking up climbs just going like, holy, man, this is a big hill, like far out. And so there is still a lot of it in the Blue Mountains. As you can see, we are in the mountains. Um so for people doing with you doing the 50 or the 100 k um, just yeah respecting some of the terrain and some of the vert, and also the section from here across the qVh on the elevation profile it doesn't look like a whole heap but that section it's probably one of the toughest parts of the course it's just so hard to get into a rhythm there's a lot of stairs there's a lot of sort of steep down steep ups there's nothing sort of as long as the big climb back out of the valley from qVh out um but you're yeah, definitely from you yeah, kind of here across um yeah just try and stay as as you can and then some of the sections across the QVH is just a case of going, this sucks for everyone. Whoever's first in the 50K, whoever's first in the 100K, it sucks for them as well as for me. And just remembering that some parts of the trail, you just got to do your best. It's just technical, tricky. Just get through it. And then hopefully you get onto a more runnable bit later on. You can get, get a bit of a flow on. So, um, just, yeah, do what you can in those sections. And, um, yeah, don't beat yourself up too much if you're moving slowly or slower than you thought you might be. Um, because yeah, it's the same for everyone.
0: That's, they should put that on a banner. Yeah. Ultra Trail Australia it sucks for everyone.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very happy to be here, Ultra Australia. Thank you and UTV. But yeah, as no, it, I mean, there's a reason why I've been back here. You know, this is my fifth year or sixth year coming back. And um, yeah, it's just such an amazing event. And just seeing it grow over the last few years um, has been amazing as well. And um, yeah, it's really yeah, cool for everyone to be back here on the original courses this year as well.
0: And so I just want to kind of touch more on the Western States aspect. How how stoked are you to be doing Western? I mean, it sounds like a silly question, but it, yeah. it, it is the I mean, it's the original, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it really is. And um to be honest, watching the unbreakable documentary um from I think the 2015 Western States
0: there's was... L- Rose Kaprichka, John
4: Exactly, yeah, yeah. And um Hal Kerter in there as well. And like just watching that, it was like, Holy crap. <laughs> you know, these guys are running a hundred miles and at that stage, I was didn't even didn't even know what it was, and just watching it and just the adversity and all they were going through, I was like, man, like one day, and um, yeah, and then I've been entering in Western States for the last six years, and then uh, it was actually the Kepler weekend back in New Zealand, and um, yeah, I actually had a couple of um, quite cold brown beverages on the Saturday night, and um, woke up on the Sunday morning and had a lot of messages and everything on my phone, and um, I'd completely forgot about the lottery, and um, yeah, had all these messages saying, you know, congrats, Scott, you've gotten in. And um, so that was a pretty quick way to get over a yeah brief hangover. And um, yeah, I was just stoked to get in. And um, yeah, ever since then it's just been um, yeah, just feeling yeah so lucky to get in. And um, yeah, just stoked to finally be able to stand on that start line and um, yeah, run the race that kind of got me stoked on it in the first place.
0: Well, man, look, wish you all the best for tomorrow. It's great to see you again, and uh, I'm sure that you know uh, you will go against your coach's orders, won't you? It will be full send. Uh, but thank you for your wisdom and and thanks for joining us up here. Please put your hands together for Scotty Hawker. So Troy Sachs, Australian uh, Sports Hall of Fame member Paralympic Legend was supposed to be here, but he's still out running the, oh no, Troy's brother's here. Where's Troy? Troy, you about? You made it just in time. Here we go. Well, this is even cooler. So Australia, as I said before. So, for those who don't know, Troy is a Australian Sports Hall of Fame member, Paralympic legend. I mean, we last caught up at Tudor Wetter uh, Ultramarathon where you knocked out the 102 kilometer d- distance. Yesterday, you crossed the line, the 11K, with a very stoked mate who was running his first trail event. And you've just gone and knocked out the 22K with your brother. How are you feeling?
5: Pretty good. <laughs> a bit, uh, feeling a bit uh, FOMO, actually. I'm not on the
0: track tomorrow, to be honest. Well, I was wondering, is he going to back up again and go out for the 50 or the 100?
5: I I would have liked to, but um, I got a Guernsey for um, OCC at UTMB. So I've uh, been uh, finally taking some advice from the coach and and said, do a little bit less so you can train a bit more. And you're feeling great.
0: How's your brother feeling? He's a cactus.
5: (laughs) uh, There he is over there. He's uh, he's looking all right. (laughs) It was a bit cactus, a bit across the line, but it was. Uh, it's always uh, awesome to give back. Oh, Come on, good. it's always it's, uh, awesome to give back to the people that um, give, and and my brother's always the crew chief
0: on all the all the runs, and never lets me give up. So it was a uh, it was a great experience. And we haven't we haven't spoken since Tada I mean, you did the hundred and two k. There it was a um, it was a changed course because of. The half the mountain decided to jump into Lake Tarawera. What? How was that for you? It was difficult.
5: It was uh, it was really difficult. You know, everyone says Tarawera is a a runnable course, and and uh, unfortunately, I took that upon myself (laughs) in the first sixteen k's and ran quite fast. (laughs) And and the heat along the sulphur flats really got to the stump. And uh, it was uh, you know from about uh, forty k's on, the stomach was churning. But um, you know, as everyone experiences in trial running, you gut it out and and give it a good crack. You know, it was uh, awesome to um back up after October at UTA, um just to let myself know it wasn't a fluke.
0: And how stoked! Are you? I mean, how did the how did the CCC entry come about?
5: With uh finishing both UTA, oh, sorry OCC, yep. yeah, I get it's I, the, it's I the get smaller confused. ones, yeah, big. It's um with finishing UTA and Terra, we were so close. Um, UTMB and Man are, are working on, um, getting more adapted, uh, runners, uh, competing. And, uh, there's a goal within two years to have a world tour. Um, so we, uh, we have, um, an above me amputee who's running, I think in the 45 one, I'll run in the, um, at Zach. Zach Friedley, Yeah. yeah. Zach. And, um, I'll run in the 55 and, uh, then hopefully in the, the coming years we'll have, uh, you know, a wave of, of younger runners
0: that can actually, uh, you know, challenge some of the paces. Fantastic. Uh, that, I mean, OCC, that sounds like a, a, a challenging, challenging. I mean, lots of vert there, yeah?
5: Yeah, quite a lot. I was spending a lot of time with the Gross Valley in the next <laughs> 16 weeks to uh, get some bird. But, um, you know, Fernbow stairs are uh, uh, just as much a challenge as well.
0: Yeah, I did them yesterday, and I can, I can report that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're no joke. A lot of fun. I mean, what – how – how do you keep, I mean, training in the Blue Mountains, how do you actually keep it fresh? Because, it, you know, everywhere is relative, right? Like you could train in the best place in the world and it's still your home trails. How, how do you keep things kind of spicy and fresh?
5: To be honest with you, the, the, the trail just keeps it spicy and fresh because, you know, we're paying money to run trails. And uh, for training, I get to do it up here for free in this beautiful environment. And, um, you know, it's kind of free therapy. You know getting out there and uh, pushing
0: myself and training and, and not sitting at a desk. Yeah, it's certainly a good problem to have. Look, you were recently in Thailand um, putting on a basketball wheelchair camp for the International Wheelchair Basketball Federation. I mean, you devoted your life to you know the pinnacle of that sport, and there were 60 representatives from seven countries. Have you noticed that wheelchair basketball has grown in popularity since you retired from playing?
2: Yeah, totally.
6: totally. I think
5: uh, I think the recognition for individuals with disability is just, um, I guess, just uh, skyrocketed. Social media helps because people are more um, exposed to it. You know, the 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 more uh, the accessibility comes from, I guess, the conscious into the subconscious. You know, so it's not such a shock to see a guy with no leg running on the trail, or somewhere in a wheelchair way. working in an office, or pushing along the street. You know, so um, I think with everything uh, that gets more exposure, um, and once we see someone norm. And then, then we just keep on moving forward. So it's all about exposure, exposing people to it, having a chat to people about, uh, you know, wheelchair basketball or disabilities. And, you know, it's, it's always, uh, it's always the kids that ask the great questions, right? And, and as a parent, you are sitting there going, God, don't ask that one. But it's always the parents that want to know the questions the kids ask. So, um, it's all, it's always about, um, asking the question because then we can give the answer and then, and then you're done with it and then you just move forward. So it's all about the exposure.
0: Did you run into anyone in Thailand when you were doing your – I saw your particularly steamy uh, photos of your hill rips you were doing in the stairwell in your hotel? <laughs>
5: the problem with Thailand is the light's not very good. So at 6 o'clock, all the lights in the, uh, all the, lights in the hallway and the, the stairwell went off and I uh, didn't have a headlight, so I was kind of feeling my way down the stairs. But, um, you know, yeah, running in Thailand, it was, uh, it was so hot and steamy, so I'm, I'm really hoping it's not like going to be like that in France.
0: unlikely (laughs) unlikely and I mean after after OCC have you got anything else kind of anything else lined up
5: um I'm currently working on a a a new running blade to uh to try and um improve the the I guess the speed on the trail and um and um you're back okay so uh, I'll do um is a is a race out in Orange that I'll do with my brother, and then I'll have a crack at Cozy, uh, just a small twenty seven, and then I'll be back in Tarawera for the for the hundred. Oh, you got the bug? <laughs> yeah, I got the bug. <laughs> Sorry,
0: is it me? Ev back? Yeah, he's you're dropping out there. <laughs> so you've got a filly stacked, um fairly stacked race calendar last time I spoke to you, you you just finished climbing a mountain in Ecuador you had some horrifying stories about what you needed to do with personal administration like you got any big adventures uh, outside of the racing sphere plan um,
5: not uh, not coming up uh, the mountaineering has been put on the back burner because um, I wanted to do one of the polls but uh, obviously with the uh, catastrophic events that Russia's causing the world you know we've got Elbrus closed and some other stuff closed so the mountaineering is being put on the back burner and the, the trial running is coming to fore, especially with with the chance of having a, a world-adapted tour. Um, you know, there's uh, there's sort of big possibilities. I'd like to actually start my own running event up here in, in a December. First week of December is International Day for People with Disabilities. So I'd like to actually get more uh, kind of disabilities. My brother and I actually ran past a vision-impaired athlete on the 22, and he was 100% blind with a guide runner. So um, I think we need to have a pathway of, of some events that are, you know, 2, 6 and 8K on the trail to lead into the 11 and the 22. And I, I think we can do that, there's some, there's some good tracks out up in Knapsack that, that we can get that done. So I'm working with some people to try and get a race like that uh, sorted.
0: Fantastic. I mean, it's amazing to see when you think about everyone faces their own degree of challenge. Yesterday, the last two finishes the 11K both uh, completed the race uh, with multiple sclerosis. And coming up further stairs, you know, there were some some real challenges sort of at a functional level. Um, but you're right, it sort of normalizes that sense that people uh, have challenge. And it's uh, not to make everything sort of on the one level, but, you know, like it's some incredible what people are out here kind of not doing these events. I
5: think, I think it's all relative.
0: You know, it's uh, it's all
5: relative. Everyone has,
0: has some struggles and life's, life's tough.
5: At, uh, at, at different parts of our life. I think if we just keep yeah. Up, yeah. up, like this, yeah. Yeah. and I think if we just keep pushing forward, you know, an ultra trail is kind of like a metaphor for life for me, you know, left foot, right foot, or left foot, right peg, it's, uh, it, it, it doesn't really matter because we're all having a crack. And that's why I love the environment of trail running because, you know, I, feel, I've, I haven't felt accepted in, in my life uh, until I started to trail run. And, right. and I've been on the top of the food chain in wheelchair basketball and Paralympics, but everyone here is doing the same thing. We're all paying to go down the bottom of a mountain and to come up the top, and we're all hurting the same. So it's kind of a great leveler.
0: Wonderful. All right. Well, look, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Um, what's on the what's on the recovery for the bro tonight? Do you think? Pizza, <laughs> some pizza. All right. Well, I will let you get at yes. your pizza with your brother. Look, Troy. Thank you so much. Please, uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the legend Troy Sachs. Right, next up, I would like to welcome to the stage the current Ultra Trail Kosciuszko 27km winner, a man who smashed the Tuttle-Weta Ultra Ultramarathon 50k to come in third place. He won the 22km here in 2021, and he's lining up for the 50k tomorrow. Please put your hands together for Hoka athlete, Charlie Hamilton. How are nice you, man? Me too. Nice to meet you too. Just before the mic i quite lucky. Change your packaging For sure. For sure. How's your build up to UTA 50 been? Yeah, it's
6: been good fun. I actually came up here for the weekend and kind of tried to explore some of the trails so there wasn't too much unexpected stuff. So that was really nice. It's it's so beautiful here. And then running down in Canberra, it's it's been cold. I've been running at about negative two the last few weeks, but it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. You would have been all like I'm gonna get so acclimatized. Now it's hot and people are sweating and regretting taking off layers. Yeah, I was, I was actually hoping for a little bit of rain. I reckon that would have
0: been fun. Not as much rain as last year, hopefully. But yeah, maybe there's, there's a little bit of precipitation on the forecast for tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be nice. I guess we'll see. It's
6: I mean, a beautiful day will always be nice to run in. Hopefully, I think it'll end up being like this is now.
0: What are you most looking forward to about tomorrow?
6: Um, I'm really stoked with all the runners that have entered the 50K. Runners like Ben Duffus over there, Scotty Hawker, Blake Turner... I'm uh, Piotr Babbitt. So we've got a really fast field, and it's going to be awesome to probably run in a pack for a while, I reckon, and then just see how it goes. So
0: I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. And I mean, you've been getting after it, man, representing Australia, the world's sky running champs, taking part in the Golden Trail Series races, um, having a whale of a time. It's so cool to see. And it's, I mean, that's the sort of the, the, the stereotypical life of the elite athlete. But like, you are also play in a band called Parklands. You're playing Dirty Rock Band. The, I mean, running and music aren't the most natural vid fellows, but um, how does your running benefit your bass playing? Yeah,
6: that's, that's pretty funny. It's funny being at a show and, you know, we finish, we might play until 11 or 12 and then everyone else is getting ready to go out and they're drinking heaps and everyone's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, I've got to run 40K in the morning. I'm sorry. It usually, they, they, don't,
0: they don't really go hand in hand. And a lot of people don't get it, but I, I, it's great. That's awesome. I'm, I, I'm I'm reminded the bass uh the guitar player in a band called Idols. He was a dentist, and he'd have the same thing. They'd be on tour, and he'd be like, "Right, I'm off to do a root canal and have to come home to get on the motorway." Um, how do on the on the flip side of that? I mean, I've asked you how you mu- how does your how does your, does your running help your music? Do you think? Um, well, it means I do have a
6: lot of time to think about to think about what I'm doing at shows and with the songs. Um, it's also a good outlet because. I mean, running is pretty all-encompassing. It's you know, you spend a lot of time thinking about it. So it's nice to be able to do other things and you know, spend my time playing a show or traveling somewhere to to you know, record. It's it's really good fun.
0: It. Oh, I don't know. This is a this is a maybe a controversial question. You can pick one. Pick one. Yeah, pick one.
6: I don't, know, I don't know if I can. That's too big of a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, an, that's an unfair question. I'll ask, you, I'll ask you another question. Favorite bass player? Oh, my favorite bass player. Um, The guy from the band uh, Kings of Leon. Their bass player Caleb is… Caleb Followell. Yeah. Damn. Good. He's, he's incredible. That um, The record that Sex is on Fire comes from, some of the bass playing on
0: that is crazy. Yeah. It's a, a family band, eh? Three brothers and a cousin or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, what's next for the year after this? Um... Not that there always has to be a plan. Yeah, but but there always
6: is. Uh, after this, we're kind of just trying to get fit again, and then I'll head to Europe. Um, seems pretty much every Australian trail runner is heading to Europe for one of the events at UTMB this year. I'll be running OCC, so that's at the end of August, and we'll be there for about two months, just trying to get fit and run in the mountains beforehand, um... And after that, I don't know, I've done this is my third race in a row. So probably have a month off and have a little bit of rest going into next year. Cool. Is something like the Golden Trail Series that something that interests you? Yeah, that's that's actually the plan for next year. So hopefully if things go well at, at OCC, I'll be back over in Europe next year to do one or two of those races. Because that's where, I mean, there's there's good money there. There's great competition
0: and it's it's good racing. So that's what I'd really like to do. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I mean, from your perspective, we've had this sort of the seasoned, you know, Scotty Hawker, he's been around for a while and he's, you know, he, he knows the, you know, he knows the trail. Do you have any words of advice for anyone who's out there first run tomorrow, first time they've stepped up to a 50 K or a hundred K or even the first time they've run the blue mountains, any, any words of wisdom? Yeah. One thing that has
6: saved me is eat as much as you can. It's really like basically food in, speed out. It's, it's pretty much a linear equation, and if you eat more, you run faster as long as your belly doesn't, you know, go the wrong way. But that's another thing. But I'd always say just eat as much as you can because it, it's really saved me. Cool. And
0: so another question, and I know I'm, I'm kind of hammering this kind of the, the dialectic because you've got – it's so interesting that, you know, you're playing rock and roll and, and, and you're also running – when you, when you were younger, I mean, what came first? Your love of sport or your love of music?
6: Uh, I think they came together. Um, I grew up and dad was always doing Man. So I've always watched that and wanted to do endurance events. And then, you know, I guess music was, was always around and they're both just, I don't know, things kind of can grow concurrently and they definitely, they help each other. They might not go hand in hand a lot of the time, but it's, it's, it was always great being able to do both.
0: Cool man. Well, look, it's 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 lovely to meet you, and um, I wish you all the best for tomorrow, and 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 have a good run. Look, please put your hands together for Charlie Hamilton. Thank you. Thank you. Right, well, last but by no means least, I'd like to welcome to the stage someone who needs little introduction, but I'm going to anyway. She's a former Tarawita Ultra Marathon 50k champion, third place Western States finisher, Ironman, and the current Tarawita 100-mile champ. She's a force of nature, chef, inspiration to many. She's taken, as I heard before, just jumped into the 100k tomorrow, um all-round good sort, and Salomon athlete, Luffy, Luffy, Lucy Bartholomew. It's quite an intro, but it's quite a CV. Yes. Hold the mic up top.
3: Up top? Yeah.
0: So, was, did I hear right? You you, you didn't have plans to race, <laughs> and now you do.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... um. I went on a Solomon training camp overseas, came back and got a bit sick and was kind of umming and ahhing. Um, And then, as always, the UTA starts coming around, gets the excitement builds. And I was like, oh, I reckon I can get ready for something. And in classic Lucy tradition, I was like, I think the something can be 100Ks. So <laughs> we'll roll the dice out there and we'll see what happens.
0: I mean, this is where your, your, your love of trail running and sort of ultra running begun, hey, with your dad.
3: Yeah. I mean, this race is so pivotal in my journey. I saw my dad do it when I was 14 years old and he was 50, finished it for the first time. And then, you know, I've been back almost every year since. I won the 100K on my 21st birthday, won the 22 on my 22nd birthday, done the 50 come second. Um, So it's just like such an incredible race for me to kind of come back to what feels like family and kind of feels like home.
0: How long has it been since you've been back?
3: I would say the last time I was here, I did the 11 kilometers and I think it was so traumatic that I haven't been back for two years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Righto. I can't, I mean, keeping your dad in the picture, I mean, you, I guess you have a, a history of sharing races together. He's, how's his Western States training going?
3: Yeah, I mean, the whole family is just absolutely killing it at the moment. My brother's here to do his first 100 kilometers and... If I can't win the race out there, at least I can have a crack at the Bartholomew off. Um, there's definitely some some gloating to be won there. Um, so he's training really well. Dad for Weston is just kicking ass. Like hopefully can come out from tomorrow and uh, crew him through another long run next weekend, his last long one before heading over to the US. And we're just so excited as a family to just watch him do his thing and do the race that he's dreamt of doing for for so many years. He's like a 61-year-old little kid at the minute. It's so sick.
0: Is he nervous, you reckon, or is he just more excited? He's
3: shitting his pants, man, <laughs> shitting his pants. <laughs> Solomon's making a film on him. Uh, he's got a little bit of pressure. He's sharing a house with Courtney DeWater. Like, you couldn't load more onto the plate for the man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know how he feels, eh? Like hanging out with much faster runners all the time and just just people who have done so much more. That's incredible. I mean, how are you feeling after Tarawira? You had a great race. You, you dominated that 100 mile.
3: Yeah. I mean, Tarawira was one of those beautiful days where things just clicked together and it feels really, not easy, but you know, it's effortless and it feels very natural. Um, It was a few months ago and I want to hold on to that confidence that it gave me. But, you know, I'm also very realistic of what the last few weeks have looked like. Um, And so I'm just super grateful to at least be pinning on a bib and trying my best, um, knowing that I've got a long season ahead of me. And, you know, and I think this is important for everyone to realize is that like tomorrow doesn't define you. You know, you race today, you race yesterday. It's just a day on the calendar that it was what it was, and I think that you know don't get it make you uh, just make you a better person or a worse person for what you achieved out there. Just showing up and going through the grind is is half the battle.
0: That's yeah, showing up is half the battle, isn't it? Just deciding Always. deciding to impulsively run a hundred kilometers tomorrow to put the smackdown on your brother that's half the battle. What's the What's the Bartholomew um, sibling uh, sledging strategy? Is it Is it more subtle? Is it Is it like you leave your medals around, or you You know, just walk into a room and there's a Salomon TV documentary of you playing, or is it just Is it more direct?
3: Nah, man, I I take great pride in Josh joining the the running bandwagon with me and Dad and you know, I'm his coach. So if he does well, I do well and I will take full credit for his run, no matter what. So I win either way.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And, and you mentioned you'd been sick. I mean, you were in the you were, you were uh, at the Salomon camp and it looked like you were having a whale of a time. It was just one of those things, travel coming back and bug jumped up and beat you?
3: Yeah, I think it was like a culmination of like a big training week with some athletes who were just, you know, the best in the world, really kind of Making me exhausted, sitting on a steel pod in the floating in the sky for 27 hours. Something's going round, And, um, you know, it was just right timing to hit me really hard. Dad got it and he was over it in a day or so. And I was like, that's so unfair, man. Like, he's old. He should (laughs) should be suffering. But uh, no, I am. (laughs) And, I mean, you've got some
0: lofty goals towards the end of the year. How's the UTMB Arcona double training going?
3: Well, clearly not super well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm hoping that UTA will be a bit of a ramp into training for UTMB and then Kona. Um, so, you know, I'm just looking for whatever day tomorrow brings, um, and just realizing it's a long season. A race is, you know, September 1, Kona's October 12. I got lots of time, so I don't want to hurt myself out there and do anything stupid. So just, um, this is the beginning. So it's gone real well. Today's feeling good.
0: (laughs) Have you got a good block of time off after Kona?
3: I have a little bit of time off. I'll be at the Grampian's Peak Trails, a new race being held in in Victoria, doing the multi-stage race in November. Um, And then I'll be at Kosciuszko. But yeah, pressure's off after that. Like they're my two races that I'm going full gas on. Everything else is just uh, more for the community and the enjoyment side of things.
0: I mean, you've had a huge, you've had a huge 12 months. Um, What's been the most satisfying thing that, you know, you've achieved in terms of that sort of racing sphere or being back, being active? What was that?
3: I think uh, the biggest thing was, you know, after DNFing Western States, I really kind of like hit what I felt like was a rock bottom about, you know, do I want to do this again? Can I do this again? And I'm really proud of myself for like getting back out there, showing back up and Tarawira was kind of the fruition of that and the fruits of that labor. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just proud of that. It's not really the result. I I don't mind. It was awesome to win Tarawira, but just getting across the finish line, getting to a start line, was just such an achievement after, yeah, battling pretty hard after not getting to get to that Western States finish line.
0: And it's not like you had the most ideal uh, conditions, did you? You would get, like your bags got lost, or your nutrition didn't arrive, or something? It was that? It was. It was that, wasn't it? You like?
3: Yeah. So before Telluride, I was in America. I was training in minus seventeen degrees in Boulder, absolutely freezing my tits off, and just. Uh, kind of like doing what I could do. Got to New Zealand, bags didn't arrive, nutrition wasn't there, shoes didn't come. Ended up buying a new pair of shoes, going to the grocery store and just doing what I could with what I had. And I think it was, you know, I think that these kind of moments happen to teach us something and I just learned that like you can only control what you can control and you all you ever have is your effort and your attitude out there and you know, I didn't have this stuff but I could find alternatives and if you can if you stress about it and it makes you know, you use up all these emotions on it it's a waste of energy. Instead, you can just solve the problem and that's what ultra running is. It's just problem solving after problem solving, lots of munching and chewing and uh, a little bit of jogging.
0: Amazing. I asked you this question last time we spoke. Uh, I think it's a really great way to end. Tomorrow's your lineup, what do you be most thankful for?
3: Oh, just so thankful for health, man. I mean, after just having a blocked nose, I'm like, how good's breathing through your nostrils? You know, (laughs) like one at a time, it feels pretty good. Um yeah and just grateful for this community you know I love Ultra Trail Australia I love the people that put on this event I love the the volunteers I love that people do one race and volunteer the next day and then crew the next day you know it's just this constantly giving event and I'm just so so grateful for everyone that you know comes up and says hi and says good luck and makes eye contact and shares a smile and will give me a sweaty hug you know it's just like it really feels like a a family and uh I couldn't be more grateful for everyone that Makes it what it is
0: Fantastic Well look Go well tomorrow Enjoy You know Wish your brother All the best And enjoy yourself and, and look forward To seeing you out there Look please Everyone Put your hands together For Lucy Bartholomew And while you're there That concludes Our Elite Athlete Q&A Please give it up For Troy Sachs, Scotty Hawker Lucy Charlie Hamilton Thank you very much And the main man Oh, no, I main main, oh. uh, look forward to seeing you, uh, whatever race distance you're doing tomorrow. Uh, yeah, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> so Saturday morning rolls around and I'm super excited to go for what is traditionally the big Dirt Church radio run uh, on to parts of the course of whatever they are commentating and, and usually, you know, we record some content and, and, and include it in a podcast such as this i i received some, some very bad news the night before sort of end of the day that a friend of mine who i you know grown up with gone to school with lived with played in bands with over the years had had, had passed away after a, a relatively savage illness and whilst it was it was deeply distressing on the one hand you know he with the same age you know he's got a lot of life in front of him It was also a chance, this run, uh, to really reflect and engage with my sense of well-being, where I am in the world, uh, the country, the people around me. And I made a decision that what I was going to do is I was going to lift up as many people as I could when I was running. I, I started off in the back of the pack, like half an hour behind the back of the pack, caught people up. And I made it my mission to be as encouraging and as uh, welcoming and, 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 and really to talk all those people on the course who, who were going through it. And certainly I, my, uh, that, that, that I fulfilled, I think I fulfilled my mission there and, and thought about also my mate John and you know, what an impact he had on people's lives. You'll hear this little clip, I'm giddy and I'm at the Fairmont and just soaking up the atmosphere and it was it was what you can only describe as full heckers, it was the only piece of audio recorded. And then I had uh, this completely, I overcooked it in terms of going out too far on the course and I had to jump off and run 10 kilometres back into Katoomba along the freeway up over (laughs) into the blue mountains so it certainly was a run of two halves and even whilst i was doing that you know mandatory road miles steep and cold and not the most scenic i was reminded of how incredibly fortunate we all are to be rubber side down and able to do what we do so here it is i am at The Fairmont, which is approximately 15 kilometres into the UTA 2023-50, and absolute scenes here. Um, Heaps and heaps and heaps of athletes, there'd be over 100 spectators out here on the lawn, and I'm in a quite a surreal space, we're sitting with the (laughs) Hoka-branded fly-human-fly lounge chairs, which I'm sure are going to get punished later in the race um, beautiful day incredible scenery and just tons and tons of people super stoked I'm uh, yeah just keen to glad to be here and, and, and glad to have gotten amongst it but my goodness me um, what a great start to the day and uh, you know before there were some absolute scenes on the on the golden stairs I started about half an hour behind the pack caught people up and Yeah, just incredible, incredible. Um, So I'm going to keep moving, but yeah, what a day. So contrary to popular belief, I was actually able to get a decent sleep after that and headed on to what would become 12 of the most fulfilling hours on a microphone I've ever spent welcoming people home at the UTA 50 and the 100 uh, I had Dave with me initially and then spent from midnight to three alone and then had Ben Berryman with me which was excellent his knowledge of the of the area and the people is encyclopedic and then I spent a really lovely hour with Ellie, and we snuck off in the the wee hours of the morning to record our final update of the day. So without further delay, let's get into that. Well, harking back to the first time I talked about I've recorded in some scenic places. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are on the deck of Scenic World looking out into an abyss, which is, we can't see anything because A, it's 5 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, and B, it's foggy. Um, but Ali Pottinger, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the day with UTA 1500. How, How was it?
1: It was really fun. Yeah, it was, the weather turned it on again. It was beautiful, sunny, so many happy runners. Um, lots of the, the racing was really interesting. There was kind of a lot of changing of positions at the front of the pack, um, There's the addition of the new checkpoint at the Fairmont, which I didn't get to see, unfortunately, but I bet runners were stoked with. And, yeah, just good times. Like, a lot of people were saying it kind of feels like, you know, going back to a normal UTA again.
0: Yeah. I did get to see the checkpoint at the Fairmont, and it was all branded out with, like, these hoker, um, like, plush chairs, and and it was really Gucci. And, and, And when I got there, I thought, oh they're going to need to burn these afterwards because they're (laughs) going to get absolutely punished (laughs) it wasn't too much going on when I was there um but you're right it felt like everyone everyone had a, a great attitude everyone was relishing the challenge um and challenging this race is isn't it
1: super challenging I think you can look at the elevation profile and think oh Okay, that's not too bad. That's pretty. I mean, Matt found out the hard way yesterday. I think um, you think, oh, it's not that. You know, it's not that hilly, uh, but it's really deceptive because it just there's a section that just is so choppy and so full of stairs. and um, yeah, it's it's a really kind of ruthless and relentless sort of a course uh but so rewarding as well like there's so many i mean they've made it this way because of all the beautiful waterfalls and lookouts and viewpoints and bush uh that sort of stuff that you can experience that's why the course is the way it is but man it is it's tough
0: yeah and and we're still seeing people you know we're still seeing people now coming up sort of 22 hours in um still finishing their 100k time, which is, you know, it, it, it's a it's a long time. It's a, it's a respectable time because the course throws up that amount of difficulty.
1: Yeah, when you often people will go, oh, you know, I've done Surf Coast Century or I've done Tarawera, and they're, they're much faster courses. So, yeah, yeah it depends where you're on the pack. I'd say at a couple of hours on for your UTA time compared to Tuttowit hundred, yeah. yeah,
0: and do some squats and dead <laughs> and, and and deadlifting,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just spend hours on a stair climber.
0: <laughs> hours on a The best and the worst thing I saw it was kind of the best worst was uh, a gentleman who came bounding across for his fifty k finish, jumped into the air turned his body perpendicular to the ground, clicked his heels and then basically, you could see the that landed on one foot and then was completely cast with cramp. Oh. And lay on the, with his feet towards the finish line, stiff as a board and had to be stretched out. <laughs> stretched <laughs> He got his moment of glory <laughs> and then he had a great big fall from glory. But it, it was like it had been, it was like he'd been shot. Like he hit the ground and just went like
1: Yeah. It was. The, I tell you what, you know, we always talk about the cramp monster. Here at UTA, there is a cramp monster that bites super hard at the top of Ferber stairs. Because speaking of being shot, there was one guy yesterday, I was like, is there, some, is there a sniper hiding at the end of the finish line? Because he looks like he's just something's jumped up and shot him. Like that scene from Forrest Gump.
0: <laughs> uh, it, something jumped up and bit him. Um, but, yeah, it, oh, my Lord. I would encourage anyone, I would encourage anyone to... Um, oh, a Kiwi won the 100.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was super cool. So I was Googling, I was like, I was going, like, George Murray, he's he's a Kiwi. I'm like, who is this George Murray? So I did some Googling and he'd been top 10 at Tarawira and he'd run this uh, last October. And, but yeah, just like, it was so funny when, because I went up to him and I'm like, oh, hey, George, you know, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm actually from Blenheim. And, uh, but I'm living over here at the moment. I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. And, um. And he's like, I just, I still, I just can't work it out. You know, I just just had a really good run. Like I just, I was, I was wanting to kind of sit back a bit, but I just felt good. So I just kept running and he, he was just so kind of perplexed about how he'd, he'd won this race. Um, just really super chilled out guy, lovely guy. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty entertaining.
0: Well, it sounds like they went out. Like I talked to Sam Harvey, who was ninth. Now Sam's the most capable backyard ultramarathon at. Athlete uh, in New Zealand by yeah. a country mile, um, and he went out and he was holding on second for for a while. And he said, "What do they call them? This pack of spicy boys came up <laughs> and just destroy it. Just beat beat the shit out of them, you know." Like he said, <laughs> spicy "Yeah, spicy boys. They're just these aggro, super fast um, try runners. Just came up and 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 had him." So if Sam's saying that, I mean. You know, as reticent as George is, he, he's obviously doing something right.
1: He must be. He he'd said, you know, like, oh, I felt like I've been training pretty well, like like really understated. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear a bit more about him. To be honest, he's he's clearly um, coming out onto the scene. He he had said, oh, you know, I actually did, th- I did want to kind of win this race a couple of years from now, sort of thing. Like he he must have had it in his sights, and um, he's done better than he expected.
0: Yeah, markedly better. But look, I'm, it's it's been magic hanging out with you, and um, I've just done a twelve hour twelve hour shift, um, and that was amazing. Um, but we should probably wrap this up because it's actually freezing up here.
1: It is freezing. <laughs> it's, it's a cold, foggy chill.
0: <laughs> it's not very pleasant at all. Um, yeah. Well, that's us. And uh, come come to UTA. Or come to Katoomba and just run in the Blue Mountains because it's amazing.
1: Oh, it's so incredibly special. You know, it just really grabs at your heartstrings and when you're gone, you want to come back.
0: And your calf tendons. (laughs) (laughs) So there we have it. Uh, Episode 241 of Dirt Church Radio, the 15th anniversary UTA live special all wrapped up. I'd just like to, before I go, acknowledge... Dave, Ben and Ali for being such gracious co-commentators. We spent a lot of time together and it was certainly one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done. I would also like to acknowledge the team at Ironman for having us and making things so easy and also all the, all the people, all the supporters, all the volunteers, all the crew and all the athletes that came to UTA to challenge themselves over those four distances. What an incredible thing to be part of and can't wait to be back there next year. I'd also like to thank you very much for tuning in. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio and you can email us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. You can find us on all the podcast platforms, like and follow if you fancy, and you can download direct from the website too, which is dirtchurchradio.com. Don't forget to write them in the greatest run ever. We'd love to hear from you and you can read them unabridged on the website as well. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Running, Further Faster, Currens, and Ciali. Don't forget about the Further Faster mega sale. And thank you to our Patreon patrons and Wild Things. And thanks to our editor, Kieran. Stay tuned for our show next week, because this one's a bonus, when we have an amazing guest lined up, Matewa.
4: Thanks, Rigby.